0: Bet365 sponsors our podcast and they feature over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you need to bet on sport. The domestic season may be over, but we still have the closing stages of the Champions League and Europa League to play, and Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets, including first, last, or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favorite online betting company. With the Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch the games live, with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only? Please gamble responsibly. The German football pod brought to you by The Athletic. Today it's a Champions League special. Three German coaches are in the semi-final of the competition. Is it just a random quirk or evidence of a specific managerial excellence made in Germany? Were Bayern really 8-2 brilliant against Barcelona or were Barca simply 2-8 bad? Will their highline be a high-risk versus Man City Slayers' Leon? And what tactical tricks will Julian Nagelsmann get up to in the meeting with his former mentor? Christoph Biermann and I don't have all the answers, but maybe some. But before we start, here's your timely reminder that The Athletic is free for 30 days right now, bringing you the very best football writing around for the end of the season and the beginning of the next one. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash starcastpod to sign up. Christoph, three German coaches left in the Final Four of the Champions League. Who's made the biggest impression on you so far?
1: Hansi Flick, actually. Not not because of the the tournament, um, but in general. uh, Because, uh, I mean, we have uh, discussed it here before, but um, he has uh, impressively transformed uh, Bayern Munich within this season from a a team that looked a bit like um, heading in the wrong direction, or uh, looked very much like heading in the wrong direction, towards a team that is hugely impressive right now. So um, I would go for Hansi Flick. Yeah, well,
0: Niko Kovac said um, famously that a car that can only do 100 kilometers an hour can't drive on the motorway with 200 miles an hour or kilometers. (laughs) And um, now it's two hundred fifty. <laughs> yeah, Hansi Flick must be um, must be very good at uh, jacking up engines.
1: <laughs> Maybe he has something like this in his uh, home in Bammental, in uh, where where he's coming from, a village uh, close to in, in the Hoffenheim area. Um, but uh, famously, he didn't have a garage there, but. Uh, a uh, shop for sportswear and uh, sports goods and uh, uh, no I think he is uh, he's he's just a uh, yeah he's a great coach obviously
0: I mean I don't know how, how you felt about this but Bayern's dominance was so complete certainly after the first 20 minutes and Bus's collapse was so frightening that in the end it was almost difficult to evaluate the true performance level from Bayern i mean were they that amazingly good or did they just run into a barcelona they just who were just abjectly poor um, and and i understand why well, a lot of people compare this to to the brazil defeat by germany in, in in 2014 because there was a similar kind of dynamic you just can't make out exactly what happened because your your brain isn't really able to register such a scoreline what do you
1: think um yeah I I I uh, this morning I read the uh, analysis of, of Michael Cox of, of the match and I, I think he made a very good point. He was saying um that they um the first half was about um footballing qualities, about um better tactics and so on, and the, the second half was more about a team completely collapsing so more of a psychological uh, question about um, maybe team spirit uh, uh, things like that and um, and i think that's uh, that's pretty much true but you could see um, that Barcelona wasn't at all prepared to what uh, um, uh, what was uh, waiting for them in that match, and I found that surprising because normally, especially on this level of football, you think that everybody is extremely pe- uh, prepared. Um, uh, what's what's coming from from their opponents and um, and Bayern obviously was. They had a very good. Uh, plan I mean the plan they uh, they are executing now for more than half a year maybe even a bit longer started already in the first half of the season especially with the uh, was changing to to this extreme high press um, that um, is even kind of suffocating uh, the opponents and and Barcelona I, I think they were like oops What's going to happen here? How can we deal with it? And then they were um, completely going down, and um, that was a bit of a surprise. So, um, so it's it's a bit of it's a bit of uh, both actually.
0: What what do you think about Bayern's high line? I mean, without the high line, it's very difficult to press. It's very difficult to have the same spaces between midfield attack and defence, uh, you, you will stretch if you press really high. At the same time, Bayern did look a little bit vulnerable to balls over the top and against teams who will have more pace, and I think Leon would be uh, the perfect team for that with their counterattacking prowess, and then a the possible final uh, against either PSG or Leipzig. Is that too risky a setup or will, will they change? What, what do you think?
1: Um, I, I think they won't change. Um I, and I think I um you in in every tactical concept you, you you have your downsides. So um if you're for example uh, thinking about um defending deeper, um yes it's 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 helping because there is less space uh, for for the opponent behind your defensive line, but on the other hand side it's a kind of invitation of the opponent into your half and um so and the way to to the other goal is much much longer. Yes, there is a risk and and I absolutely agree with you when I um, when I was watching Lyon I was thinking all the time ooh, ooh, ooh uh, that could uh, cause uh, Bayern a lot of problems because I think they are executing their long ball game uh, very well um not only because they have um um uh, fast strikers but, but also because um the a lot of these long balls uh, were were um, hit very precisely um so and that i think is a is, is actually a very good quality that the, uh, the team is having, and and maybe it's uh, in the end the the big outsider of the tournament that Leon is. Um, possibly they are the more difficult opponent than uh, Manchester City would have been.
0: Mm. I mean, I think the characteristics make make them difficult for for Bayern. If we remember that the only defeats under Hansi Flick have come against Borussia Mönchengladbach. And Leverkusen back in December when they were both playing a very good counter attacking football and and caught out caught out Bayern a couple of times. Uh, I remember especially Jerome Boateng really struggling to to track uh, those runners in the return games though Bayern bind out with them much much better. Do you think, Christoph? Before we move on to the other sides, that there is something in the way the spying team coach themselves and have these very high intrinsic levels of motivation that makes them so strong in this particular weird format of football with no fans, um, with with the extra kind of energy and maybe organisation that uh, you need to provide yourself on the pitch. It was apparent, or is very telling for me to see them against Chelsea, just to hear the amount of communication, uh, the way that Müller demanded uh, the ball, but also told everyone what to do, um, <laughs> it was... Radio Müller, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Radio Müller, it was just really um, an, an ear and an eye
1: opener for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, but, but, but I think um, it has only partly to do with these uh, special circumstances we have right now. Um, I think you could could also see it uh, before um, before the uh, COVID uh, crisis that um, Bayern was was um, uh, very much together as a team uh, tactically, um, but but also on a, on a mental or psychological side of the game. And uh, they were even um, impressive uh, then, but maybe yes, um, uh, maybe it has. Uh, the the new circumstances have even increased this aspect. And um, and you're right; it's everybody can hear everybody on the pitch, and and that's new because normally there are ten thousand people around and and shouting and um, screaming and and singing, and um, mostly you can only hear. Uh, your colleague on the pitch who is like 10 meters from you or and and i think um uh, some teams learn to adapt to this new circumstances very well and uh, bayern is among them and especially uh, thomas Müller, who is always happy to speak um is is even more happy that he is has a chance to turn on radio muller for 90 minutes now
0: yeah, well, that sound is inescapable at the moment. Um, it, it's Radio Muller. And of course, he had a fantastic game against uh, Barcelona as well, leading the line, leading the press. Um, and it was so effective of really shaking up this Barcelona side. If anything, though, I must admit, I was perhaps even more impressed with how RB Leipzig played. Harry's sponsors SkyCast, a podcast brought to you by The Athletic. Harry's was founded by Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were sick and tired of overpriced razors. Jeff and Andy knew that there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. And now, by taking less profit, Harry's offers great quality products for a fair price. Their amazing quality blades are now almost half the price of the leading five blade brands. Harry's trial set includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, weighted ergonomic handle, five precision-engineered blades, rich lavering shave gel and a travel blade cover. I've been lucky to receive a set recently and I must tell you, not only does it look very cool, it's also an incredibly pleasant way to deal with three months' worth of quarantine stubble. Thumbs up from me. As a listener of Starcast, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for £3.95 for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash Stahlkast right now. That's harrys.com forward slash Stahlkast. I know it sounds strange. They could have lost. They only want 2-1. But I felt there was something about the... Uh, calmness and the quality of their build-up play, the way they just kept the ball in midfield at times, the personality that they showed. I hadn't seen this from this Leipzig team many times before, and I didn't really expect it either. Were you as impressed as I was, Christoph?
1: What you can see is um, that um, Nagelsmann is, um, uh, tactically, he is um, extremely he's extremely good that was already in hoffenheim and i i um and i think he has developed it in in leipzig with with, with better players um is this kind of flexibility where you think uh yeah what's what's the actual formation they're playing um because uh, they are switching positions so much but they don't do it in a Um, chaotic way, they do it in a very planned way. And that leads to um, what 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 impressed you so much? Because when you when you talk about the calmness, I mean, if you have a a complicated tactical setup where you as a let's say as a defensive midfield player in certain situations you have to go out to the to the wings or so, um, it can also be a burden because it's as um, we have there are a lot of talks now about the over complication and overthinking of Pep. Guardiola. and um and and maybe you could you could um say the same about julian nagelsmann because uh, what what they are doing is complicated by that but they execute it in a in a um, almost simple looking way and uh, and yes that's uh, that's very impressive and that has to do with how he is approaching training and um how he's teaching football that's very good yeah
0: well, the big trick or the big innovation for this particular game was Conrad Leimer playing as a wing back in possession, being really high up the pitch. Leipzig moving into a back three, but then coming back into midfield and Angelino coming back to make it a back four. We've seen it done the other way around that teams go into a back five from a back four when they don't have possession, but this way I hadn't seen it. And I think what it did was really stretch. Atletico, when Leipzig had the ball, but also made sure that they had that extra midfielder in, in in that space before the back four when they weren't. But again, what impressed me most was something that actually Nagelsmann had told me, but I didn't quite believe it. Mm. He said to me um, the week before that if Atletico were to press them high, his team would actually prefer it. That his team would be able to play through that quite easily. Well, it didn't say easily, but he said they'd be more comfortable than Atlético going into their deep block, and and then Leipzig having to, uh, you know, play under pressure in the final third a lot more. But then still to see, you know, Kampel turn on the ball to see how they calmly played it out, how they had their little triangles going on all over the pitch. I mean, this was a kind of complete mature performance of a european side doing it when it really matters against one of the most difficult teams and I, I just don't think leipzig had performed at this level before in any competition
1: yeah and that that is something that um i think you have to get, uh, give credit to to the uh, to the coach because um if you manage that you you manage your your team very well and um it still is 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 a very young team, and not not all the players are twenty any anymore. But in in general, it's it's a it's a very young team, and you, you could probably expect them to choke a bit under 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 the pressure of the the big occasion. But um, but they didn't. But 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 I think football teams or football players are always happy if they have the feeling of being well prepared i mean uh, what, what we what we have talking about barcelona they weren't well prepared obviously but um all the um nagelsmann teams are always very well prepared and i think that makes him a very good coach and that he gives him uh, gives his players um, uh, things to do that they are able to do and even if they are complicated um, uh, like the tactical setup you were you were talking about um, uh, he knows that they are able to do it and um, i mean I, I i had the chance that's uh, i think two and a half years ago i i had the chance to to follow uh, Nagelsmann through a week, um, uh, how he prepares the team, more or less from the outside, so not within uh, team talks and and so on. But you could see on the training pitch, and, and that has been described um, several times, that he is doing very, very complicated things. So um, his practice practices are very often like uh, uh, over... Burdening uh, other players, but but they are constructed in a way um, that they um, they prepare the players for for a certain game, for certain patterns, and how how to play. And in that respect, um, he he is an excellent coach. But on the other hand side, I think he he has the ability to. Uh, to be a good very good man manager like uh, what what we are talking about when we talk about Jupp Heynckes or Hansi Flick or so so people who have the feeling how to deal with the players how to to uh, make them feel comfortable on the one hand side but also to to have them always sharp um, and in form and mentally prepared so yeah there is a um, it's it's a it's a huge package um, Nagelsmann is is, is bringing and how old will they see? 33. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, certainly is. Um what what do you make of the fitness levels of the two Bundesliga sides? Could just be coincidence that they are naturally fit teams, but they looked a lot sharper and a lot stronger and a lot more at it than their opponents, especially as the games. Went by. Do you think there is something in the way that the Bundesliga came back early, then had a little break, then went into pre-season that maybe puts them in a, in a better space also physically for this mini-tournament?
1: Yeah, probably the same is true for, for the two French teams uh, because they also, I mean, they abandoned uh, their season very early. You could see it as a disadvantage because they didn't have, um, apart from, from cup finals, they didn't have... Um, a, a serious preparation and they have, uh, hadn't been playing decent matches for almost half a year um but uh, but but yeah they uh, seem to be prepared and and uh, that what it's a bit that what i was guessing be, before the start of the tournament especially uh, after talking to to holger Broich the fitness guru at bayern munich, uh, munich um that they had the feeling that it was a complete Uh, um, a rhythm that was good for them, having a season, finish the Bundesliga season, have a short break, then prepare for the tournament, and um, afterwards having a short break again and then prepare for the next season. So uh, obviously um, it turns out to to, to be an uh, advantage. But, but on the other hand side, uh, we must say that um, Manchester City, for example, was uh, absolutely unlucky um, against Lyon, although n- probably no- nobody wants to, to hear that right now
0: they were they were unlucky but they also I think made it difficult for themselves to a certain extent of course um, yes <laughs> which is perhaps more than more than bad luck okay I mean one more coach we will claim uh, for the purposes of this pod is Thomas Tuchel uh, from PSG uh, in his first semi-final and PSG's first semi-final since 1995 and of course the coach who, when he was the youth coach at the second team of Augsburg, (laughs) gave this young kid who was always injured a job to scout the opposition and see maybe if he could do something else because it was clear that he was probably not going to make it as a player due to his persistent injury problems. Uh, That player was Julian Nagelsmann. And uh, 12, 13 years later, they meet in the semi-final of the Champions League Hi there, I'm David Ornstein and I've launched a brand new show on YouTube, Ask Ornstein, where I answer questions from our Athletic subscribers. To get your question answered, simply leave a comment at the bottom of my column every Monday and I'll choose my favourites. To watch the show, head over to the Tifo podcast YouTube channel and a new episode will be up every Tuesday afternoon. Is this the big moment for Thomas Tuchel? Um, um,
1: I would guess so. And um, and when we're talking about the qualities of, of of the coaches of Nagelsmann and Flick, and I th- I think we have to talk also about Tuchel's ability uh, to survive a madhouse. I mean, um, it's um, it's I think it's so difficult to to be the coach or to be the manager at PSG uh, to get along. Um, uh, well with a, a guy like Neymar who is always like um, on the borderline of uh, be, be between different worlds or so who sometimes a fantastic player and th- in the next second you think oh, Jesus what's what's wrong with you and and, and I think he has um, in a way um, he, he has um, he, he was successful in in, in, in showing him at least in general uh, 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 a direction um, where we, we could see see some of his best um i think it's uh, so it's i think it's a very complicated club he is also in, in uh, under constant pressure from outside because everybody is not satisfied that they haven't won the Champions League so far blah 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 and uh, and i think here his quality as some, some uh, somebody who is uh, holding this together you you can't even underestimate it
0: yeah thomas tochel the neymar whisperer um very impressive indeed. Tactically, how do you see this game going? I mean, there is, as you said earlier, so much flexibility on on both sides. They could play very different systems. They can adapt to the opposition, uh, or not. Um, they can change it halfway through. I mean, how, if you're Nagelsmann, how do you prepare for a game? And then the same, the same goes if you're if you're Thomas Tuchel.
1: So as I haven't been looking through hundreds of videos of of both teams, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I don't wouldn't want to 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 act here like the uh, um, uh, uh, game analytic or so. But I think there's one one aspect is um, uh, so the, obviously it's so obviously that the main threat um, uh, from PSG comes from Neymar and Mbappe and. Uh, And I think most of the thinking is uh, will be about how to to stop them or how to stop the um, that they are will be provided with with enough uh, uh, balls. And and I think that's extremely um, difficult because um, I think in the end these two guys um, uh, decide the outcome of of the match because um, their quality is way above um, everybody else in the um, opposing team and um, and i think they can can even uh, go towards the end towards uh, winning uh, the the champions league Um, but but on the other hand side it's it's um, always uh, slightly vulnerable and i think julian nagelsmann will um uh, put a lot of energy in uh, getting a plan so that we uh, see the vulnerability so um but how he does it i don't know um and i'm, I'm but, but i'm looking forward to um to find out mm. do, you, do you think he will try to catch them out a little bit on the break uh,
0: the way he played against Bayern, which was based more on transition football but But uh, there was Timo Werner on the pitch. They don't have that type of strike at the moment. Uh, Maybe they'll put Lukman on, but uh, he's not the quality of Timo Werner, unfortunately. Or will he try to get into PSG's players' heads by keeping the ball off them and do something that they're just not used to, which is to make them chase, to make them defend, to push them back and maybe you know sort of get them thinking oh you know what's going on here we we, we don't know how to react without the ball that's not our
1: game mm. i think the second is 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 true um because also i think you you, you don't want to invite um uh, players like neymar and Mbappe too much into your half and uh, so so if you if you have a chance to um uh, to to attack them early on so that they don't get that often um uh, into your half um i i think they will going for that option um but uh this will be very very difficult i think it will be before i let you
0: go christoph um i have one more question for you we have three german coaches in the final four This is a cup competition that throws up lots of random results and then we look for patterns afterwards. But (laughs) can we read anything into the fact that these three German coaches have made it this far? And and three German coaches who have really come through without being big names, I think, to a certain extent. I mean, certainly uh, Thomas Tuchel and Nagelsmann got their breaks very young, um, having not made it as professional players. Hansi Flick became the Bayern coach, I don't want to say by accident, but um, really as as the assistant and uh, the possible caretaker for Bayern, with very limited experience at this level as well. Um, what is it about German
1: coaching that seems to be very successful in 2020? Um, I wouldn't say it's it's so much about the coaching. It, it's it's more of um, how our, uh, how clubs are approaching the idea of what they want to see from a coach. So um uh, I mean uh, it was Tuchel famously who, who was um, kind of changing it but it wasn't Tuchel it it was um, um it was Christian Heidel, the the uh, technical director or sports director of Mainz uh, at that time who made him from a under-19 coach who had never coached a a pro, a, 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 a a team of grown-ups uh, before? Made him instantly to the um, uh, uh, Bundesliga coach at Mainz, and then he was uh, an immediate success, and um, uh, at Mainz and later on at Dortmund and so on. And I think his example changed very much how, how we look at, um, at coaches in Germany, so th- that they don't necessarily need to have a, a pedigree. I mean, Hansi Flick has a pedigree because he, he was a Bayern player um, many years ago and won, I think, four German championships with them. But um, so, so I but think. on the fringes of the team. Obviously, yes, you're right. So he was not a key player at that time, but, I, but, but, but in general, I think technical director, sports director are much more open to, to look at what coach has to offer to to the uh, team and to the club and not so much what his um uh what he had he had done before uh, how big his name is and and so on and um, i think it it also um it also went wrong several times with 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 different clubs but but in general um uh the the uh how you look at a um at a coach for your first team in professional football and that goes also for the second division and third division has completely changed in Germany and I think it's a very good development.
0: I agree with you. So how will this uh, meeting of the former youth coaches go, do you think? And will we see Bayern in the final as well?
1: Um, I, th- I think we, we, we see Bayern in the final uh, playing PSG. So um, I think in the end, the quality that um, Bayern has and the quality that PSG has uh, with all the aspect of randomness and with all the uh, a lot of clever uh, tactical thinking, I think that uh, both teams are the favourites and I think they will go through. But who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's difficult to disagree, but I just have a slight
0: sense that Leipzig could do it once more and upset the odds. But we will see. We will catch up uh, with each other. Hopefully, if you have time, Christoph, before the final to discuss at least one German coach making it. That is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And see what it says about the Bundesliga and everything else. Thank you, uh, Christoph, for being part of this. Thank you, listener, for tuning in. And make sure to catch up with us very soon again. Mm Bye-bye.